Welcome to Happy Home with Dan and Latane. We are a real estate couple that focuses on faith, family, and financial freedom. This is episode five. Episode five. So I think we're going to talk about some real estate types. Yep. Let's do that. Um, busy weekend. We uh, celebrated our 20th or our son's 20th birthday. That's right. So that was kind of crazy. Yes, 20. For you being 25 <laughs> and me being 26. Exactly. How did that happen? So, um, <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about the different real estate classes. Um, okay. A lot of people kind of question what they are, how they're classified. So I'll give it to the best of my ability. And we'll say this is something we absolutely did not know when we started. Mm-hmm. We didn't even know that was a thing. Classes, asset classes, these were just foreign words. I, I, we didn't even hear this kind of stuff. So then we can kind of go into it a little bit more once we kind of explain them and how we had no clue. We just started <laughs> buying and went with it. So um, obviously there are residential, commercial, and land. Mm-hmm. So we've operated a lot in the residential world. It's been a and I would say a decent amount in the commercial world. Yeah. Um, very little in the land. Very uh, little. We just haven't found the opportunities really and haven't explored it enough to feel comfortable to really delve into that very deep. I mean, our as we talked about our first flip or our second flip, we subdivided some land. Uh, we've currently got a few lots. Uh, we built a house on one. Um, trying to think of other land. We have a lot that we've had for sale. Uh, well, not for sale. We've owned it for a long time. We with, just had it with a rental. We did. We bought the rental and the extra lot was there. Correct. So when we sold that rental, we just kept the lot, but it has been yeah. sitting for a very long so time. So land, I mean, not that we're opposed to land. Mm-hmm. We just have never operated in it. Um, It's not as much cash flowing for us. Yeah. There's obviously ways to make money in land, you know, land flipping. um, Building. Building, different things. We just haven't done a lot of. So residential, um, very basic. I mean, I I looked it up on the internet just to kind of (laughs) see what they actually said is in its condos, co-ops. It's funny because they put multifamilies, uh, they put single family, townhouses, vacation rentals. Um. So multifamily is also in commercial. So you've got hotels, mobile home parks, multifamilies, office, retail space, self-storage. Okay. So, you know, residential, we've done the vacation home. We've done, we had one condo in Atlanta when we lived down there. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the single family um, investment property. Um, Commercial, we've never done hotels. We've never done mobile home parks. We've owned a mobile home. Um, we've done multifamily, we've done, currently we have an office retail space, um, where my, our office is. And then we got pretty big into self-storage as well. We did. Um, so the other element of, um, the asset classes is class A, B, and C. Um, and this is where, you know, a lot of people hear residential, a lot of people hear commercial, but they don't understand the whole classes. Um, class A is normally institutional managed, you know, your nice hotels, you know, Holiday Inn Express, you know, just different things like that. Um, your class B, uh, it's a little bit older, pretty well maintained, um, you know, not a lot of dilapidate uh, or a uh, 
Maybe deferred I can maintenance, Thank maybe. You. Yeah. <laughs> deferred maintenance. Um, your Class C is possibly not as good areas with a lot of deferred maintenance. Um, so from our when we first started talking, when we got into this, we didn't really look at, oh, hey, we want to be in residential and we're going to do Class B. No, because I, honestly, the, the classes, the first time I really remember learning a lot about them is when we really started getting into storage. Mm-hmm. And they talked more about storage facilities, what classes they were. That's where that really kind of became a focus because I, I didn't know. I mean. And it might actually be easier to explain the classes in storage because you mm-hmm. have your, what I would call your big institutional. You know, you've got U-Haul, public storage, um, you know, ones like that that are the two, three-story climate controlled. Yeah. You know, they've got the nice non-climate around it, fence, it it's is. landscape nice. Then you've got your B storages that are not necessarily, you know, bad looking, but it's maybe a self-managed or they have like a 10 facility portfolio. Then you got more of your mom and pops that, you know, the deferred maintenance, you can see a little more, maybe not fencing gates, you know, stuff like that. A lot of old school management. You come into the office, you pay, you know, their office, you can call it between nine to five and... Correct. Yeah, that would be a lot of those. you know, we... We've kind of been all over the place with it because we started mainly just residential. Mm -hmm. You know, at most, I think, was a duplex. We owned a lot of little houses Houses. that we, for rentals, and then we were flipping. Um, And then it was, what, probably about five, six years ago when we bought our first 20-unit apartment building. Yeah, bigger multifamily. You know, so we went to the commercial side, was able to... Clean that up. We ended up selling it. Then we got in. Well, we had the twelve unit. You know. So then when we bought the twenty unit, what would you say when we bought it? What class would you put it in? <laughs> um, e. Um, I mean, it was. Because <laughs> we didn't it, talk about that. <laughs> yeah, it was deferred. No, I, honestly, I would say it was probably a low C. Yeah. Mid C, because. It's actually in a decent area. It is in a decent area. You know, so once we got it, very deferred maintenance. I mean, a lot. A lot. A lot of deferred maintenance yes. and a lot of very rough tenants. Yes. So once we started cleaning it up and we were able to get better tenants, better quality tenants in there, I mean, I think when we sold it, I would say it was a solid B. I agree. Um, and I will say, I don't know that we could really classify any of our portfolio in A because we self-manage. If we go to sell and someone is not wanting to do that, that was going to lower that just a tad because we manage and a potential buyer might not want to Well, if you remember when we sold our 20 unit, that was constant questions. You had investors that would come and look and they're like, well, what about management? You know, we we suggested some management, um, but that is all that we've ever done is self-manage. I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Some days we talk about switching up and looking at getting management. You know, we've the terms that are used now is vertical uh, vertical integration or or vertical management or you know just doing it yourself or you get institutional. Um, and I, for us, I still think that we do a lot of stuff in house. We do, and part of it is kind of the way we've built the business and. 
we have an office, we have someone in the office, so it just kind of works. Not saying maybe down the road we might really start turning some things over to a little more hands-off for us, but that's kind of where we've been all these years. So we're definitely not Class A. No, because Um, of that. And even the type of properties that we buy, we normally buy pretty heavy value add. We do. Um, And they never get, you know, I think one of the things I read in um, the different classes is age. I think once it gets over 20 years, yeah, here you go. Um, Class C properties are usually over 20 years old and aren't located in ideal areas. Uh, The Class B says that it's 20 years with um, some deferred maintenance. So um, we definitely buy in, in the Class B realm. But that's kind of been the the niche. I don't know that we planned it. I don't know that, um, and I don't even know that it's something that you have to. I mean, I think I will say this. I do think that when you start into real estate, if you're just getting started, I would look at your personality. There are some people that are like, I would absolutely not want to manage. I would not yeah. want to have a tenant that I have to talk to. Yeah. Um, where with us, at the time, we just couldn't afford even to have a property manager. We didn't even know what that meant. We didn't know what that meant, yeah. You know, so we just managed it. And then throughout the years, you know, we've developed the skills to be able to do it. But the example I used was a family member that I think it would be smart for him because he is in the construction business, probably not being in flipping. It would be more of focusing on buying a rental property, Mm -hmm. letting someone else manage it to where he doesn't have to take the phone calls. He doesn't have to deal with all that kind of stuff. So I think as, you know, we're talking about the different asset classes, I think we also need to talk about as, as people start their journey, that they need to start looking at themselves to see what makes sense. I agree. You know, a lot of times um, you hear, oh, we've watched Chip and Joanna on, (laughs) um, you know, Magnolia Network, and we're yeah. we're going to go and we're going <laughs> to be these big flippers. But there's so many different ideas. I mean, what was it? Mobile home parks. That's something we've never bought. We have not. You know, I've got friends that are killing it in mobile home parks. You know, you look at it as it's a little bit lower of a class of investment, which it is, but there's a lot of opportunities. You have tax advantages, you know. So, if you're not leaving your job and you're just looking to invest, you might want to look at a class A rather than a class B, which is more value add. Yeah. So I really, I, I think it's something that you and I've talked a lot about as we've discussed real estate with people is look at yourself, yeah. figure out what you want. Yeah. And then once you figure out what you want, then you can start looking at asset classes. Yeah. I agree because sometimes... It it sounds exciting, and this is what everybody does, is flipping has been kind of the hot topic for several years now, but there are a lot of people that don't want to take on what it takes to flip a house because there's a lot of there's a lot of moving parts to it and they just don't have the time to focus on that and knowing what time you're willing to devote and what you can between job, family, other responsibilities, just knowing what you can do and what you cannot do, knowing your limitations, yep. is going to help determine what you can do in the real estate world. Even if it's where you start, that doesn't mean where you'll end up. But getting started, just getting in the game, know, okay, I don't have 
30 hours a week to devote to this. So what can I do to just get started and start learning and start building my portfolio, even if it's on a small scale? Yeah, I agree. You know, and I just this last weekend when I went up to Ohio, whole presentation on commercial real estate. And I've been like, no, I don't want to do commercial real estate. You know, we've got a couple small, but this guy has a $40 million portfolio. And I thought it was really interesting because he talked about, and and we'll get into more of the detail, but just, you know, the triple net lease, which is they pay taxes, insurance, and maintenance. Well, that's another way is if you are in a career or you've got, you know, something else that you don't have a lot of time that could be an asset class that makes more sense to you yeah. because you can you can focus on the acquisition and getting the property and then you're not dealing with all the maintenance and stuff. Yeah. You know, it's I really truly think that a lot of people start in in residential because it's what we see so much of. It is and in a a general idea usually there residential is a lot cheaper than to go buy a commercial building. I was going to say the barrier so of entry. It's easier yeah. to get into. So that's where a lot of people start because everybody's got to have somewhere to live. I mean, if you're buying a rental property, you're going to have a tenant. Everyone's got to have somewhere to live. So it's a little bit easier to get started there. But what was interesting is, as he was talking about those commercials, he was talking about the barrier of entry because so many people say that it's easy to get in residential. And he said, honestly, I have felt like it's easier to get into the commercial side because everybody's so focused on residential. That's true. And you think about it. Three years ago, it was multi, you know, multiple bids. It was it highest was. and best. It was all this kind of stuff, unless you were getting stuff off market. Well, with commercial, you don't have as many people going after that because they have this mindset of, oh, it's just so hard to get in. Where, I mean, our little commercial building, it was one unit. Um, I mean, we bought two houses and that commercial yeah. for two seventy five. Yeah, you know, so. We had two houses that are now worth one hundred and fifty, hundred and seventy thousand dollars. So, I mean, if you take that money and and then take out the commercial building, I mean, it was actually pretty cheap. You yeah. know, now we've got a tenant in there. Yeah, it does very well in a good area. It's in our downtown area, so it's a, it's a good yeah. little commercial building. So, I think that people. I think the other thing is though is people think you you hear commercial and you've already got this image in your mind of a big, huge 20-unit strip plaza, yeah. and that is not the only thing that's commercial. Like you said, we have it, we had, it was one commercial building, and there was two houses next to it. I yeah. mean, it, so commercial can be anywhere from one building to a very large property with a lot of units. So part of this is just knowing, you know, just because you have one picture in your mind, that doesn't necessarily mean that's the only option in that right. field. right. So I think as we talk about the the asset classes, I think it's important for us to just open up people's minds and ideas, looking at themselves, looking at, you know, their personality, their financial situation. And we'll talk more about financial, you know, because people do think self-storage or uh, hotels are so expensive. We'll talk about how to get money, how to to deal with the, the money side of things. But I think Right now, it, it would be good for people just to kind of look at personality, look at goals, what yeah. what they're focusing on, yeah. and and figure out what asset class. And I think you made a really good point. You start in residential, that doesn't mean that you have to live in residential the rest of your life. No, you know, it when I got into storage, 
we kept our residential. Well, as I was going to masterminds and getting to know guys in storage, you know, they're all selling out of their rental properties. They're like, I'm tired of the management. I'm tired of this. I can do storage. And it's, it's so much less management on my side. You know, you can use call centers. You can change. Yeah, you know? absolutely. I mean, I, since hearing this about commercial, we've made an offer on an 11-unit, you know, commercial building. I like the idea. You know, I don't want to go crazy in it, but I, I like the idea. Absolutely. So, um. I don't know. I, I think that we just need to make sure that everybody understands that there's a lot of options. There are a multitude of options and it just about any way you want to slice it, you can come up with a way to do this and big yeah. or small. So. Yeah. Yeah. Big or small. That's mm-hmm. true too. Yeah. So um, any other last thoughts? I don't think so. We'll delve into these more in depth down the road. Yeah. Um, Get some case studies, things like that. Sounds good. So once again, I guess I'll say this, where we've hung out a lot has been residential, flips, small multifamily, and then storage. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So we haven't definitely not gotten into hotels or anything else. (laughs) I won't say never. We haven't yet. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. All right. Well, we will see you guys next time for Naysayers. That's right. 